This episode is brought to you by Direct Television, uh, now bringing you an assorted package of football, basketball, soccer, and of course, dodgeball, both at a collegiate and a professional level. Make sure to use coupon code Everything's Black if you're legally blind for a 25% off coupon. Once again, that's coupon code I can't see. Hey everyone, welcome back to OTD Music. This is the second episode of this new series we have over here on OTD. And today we're talking revolutionary artists. Now, I believe before we start... Or not revolutionary. Or non-revolutionary. Fidel Castro. Ah, that's a good one. (laughs) That's That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. He was a revolutionary. He was indeed revolutionary. Indeed, he was an artist. I I feel like you would probably have to use Hitler, though, right? Because he was an actual artist and a revolutionary. I think uh, Fidel wrote or something like that. But anyways. You did? Sure. As always, I'm joined by my good friends and (laughs) co-hosts. To my right, I have the man, the myth, the legend, Carlos. What it is. And to the front of me, I got the homie Sweet Lou. Howdy. Howdy. (laughs) And... As you can see, this show's already off to a weird start, but nevertheless, we're talking today about specifically uh, artists within music that have done so- something that could be deemed revolutionary. Yes. And 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 just so everybody knows, we're doing music because of our sponsor, uh, Direct Television, mm-hmm. and their package so you can only listen to the games. Right. This is this is all meant to bring you an immersive experience for that coupon code. Yes. Now, this is part of a conversation that was started last week when we were talking mm-hmm. about Triple uh, X. And long story short, within our own groom chat, we got into this whole thing where it was like, oh, well, you know, who's done revolutionary stuff here? So before we start, it's important to lay out what we would deem revolutionary. Okay. So, like, for example, uh, Eric, who isn't in today, he considers going against the government something of a revolution. He takes it to a literal sense of revolution. Whereas, you know, Lou looks at it, it's like revolution or revolutionary could just be, you know, your style. You revolution. No, well, yes, no. You have to have changed music basically forever. Well, you would have. Like you, you, you would change, have to, you, you would change have to, how something was done. You would have to either change the way something was done or start something on your own. Right, exactly. Like like we we talked about this last podcast. Picasso, mm-hmm. he didn't invent art, and right. art is still being you know right. done the way it was before. Right, but he invented a whole new genre of art, a whole new form, if you will. So that that would be revolutionary. Releasing one good song, I don't think is. This is gonna get really. Enough. This is gonna get really deep, and I'll tell you why though. Shout out to E, because he started this this, he this conversation, and he's not here with us today. So, um, But this is going to start something, because if by definition, your definition, you would have to change something, or you would have to start something within music, right? Mm. Then there are some sub-genres that have been, that, that then you would have to find out who you're crediting to start that right and those people for us are people that they're forgotten so 
would you say that there's that there has to be additional like do you have to also be a hit would you have to be memorable for you to be revolutionary because there's people that it, it goes hand in hand though right like you can't be revolutionary and nobody likes your stuff yeah like you can't be an afterthought not, not and that, be revolutionary that right not that nobody likes it but that nobody remembers you right right because what if you started something and then somebody else picked up after you and then that person blew up sure right? You're nobody like it's not that nobody liked your stuff. Obviously, he liked your stuff, mm -hmm. and other people around that liked your stuff, he just hit. But, like Danny says, if you're an afterthought, would you still be considered revolutionary? Or would you or would you say, let me give you an example if you're somebody that for, for all everybody that's a hip hop fan or whatever they're they like now, right? Right, there aren't too many people. That are not uh, uh, that that you know we we listen to what we listen to and then we also go back and listen to a lot of old stuff and even though you're you guys are from a younger generation you still listen to a lot of stuff from back then absolutely but that's right. not that's not common right so you could say that not a lot of people know about say Big Daddy Kane or Rakim right and those guys by you know by definition revolutionized the game yeah so. Would you say that you know? Because because with time, man, that kind of just I'll give you, you start an, you yeah. start you start kind of you know like uh, I get you that as generations go on, right? You kind of older, you kind of kind of yeah, you kind of get and away you, with and it. You forget you forget that they were the ones who started a big they, change, a big not, shift, and not you per se, but, but most once people. you go away and I go away, the next generations we might have not taught them that, yeah. right? So they won't even know. And then would you say that that's... You dig know what I'm saying? I well, I'll you. give you an example. If we're going, like, back, I'll give you an example of someone who's revolutionary. And most would agree, by today's standards, we're not necessarily good because they stole a lot of their shit. The Sugar Hill Gang. Rapper's Delight was a revolutionary single in that it put hip-hop... Or not hip... Rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. it, it put MCs on the map commercially. Yes. For the first time, and they stole a bunch of their lines. It's it's like well documented. They stole like a good chunk of it. It wasn't exactly a hundred percent original material, but it revolutionized the genre because now you had people like before. It was like oh, okay, you're doing a block party. You have an MC and you have the DJ. The MC is 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 hyping people up, and that's and that's how it goes. And a lot commercially, like if you weren't in a neighborhood that was doing that you you were never going to hear that and you had the sure hill gang release rappers light and all of a sudden people are like oh this is great what is this and it's not that they invented that but they released it to the public in a way that all of a sudden made it commercially viable right damn dude so it's, it's almost like to give credit it's almost like music splits yeah like who gets paid for writing the song who gets paid for writing the music who Absolutely. gets paid for performing right. yeah. because sugar hill was made up somebody else had the idea of putting that together and exactly. putting and putting right, them right. and right so it was fabricated is what i'm saying yeah. kind of like the way that in sync and backstreet boys they just right. put them together yeah absolutely like, like so, justin timberlake wasn't so a known it's like, factor hey, you're before. the face right you're doing what so I'm then would, so then are you gonna say that then the revolutionary artist was lou perlman the revolutionary oh. was the guy, the people behind Sugar Hill. It, it could be, I'll which I think you, it was a lady. I forgot who it was, but it was a lady that that was like, "Yeah, that's this is gonna hit." 
And and to go away from hip hop, I think you could say that George Martin with the Beatles, yeah, was one of the revolutionary aspects Absolutely. of that. Because you have you have the Beatles, right? And you know you might not be into that type of music, but you gotta admit that they they made the whole pop thing, that that formula where you had all right, this is how it's gonna go, and it's gonna release, and it was the first big group they had been around. And then and George Martin, and that's another thing, so was then, the one who who told so them if, you're gonna make so it like if, this. So what if? You look at the revolutionary artist, and you go, they got their influence from such and such. Right. right. Then would you credit such and such as the revolutionary, or would you get would you credit the artist that actually broke well, through? Well, what I think we've already well, found is that as much as it shouldn't be, the term revolutionary is subjective. You it know it what I'm is saying? for sure. So it's for sure. And and a lot of people to go back to that, a lot of people would consider George Martin part of that. They call him the fifth Beatle. Yeah. It's 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 one of those things where yeah you had the the Beatles had all the talent, and and not all of it but they had like the musical talent. Right. That's George right. Martin being a failed uh, composer, but George Martin gave him the formula where he was like, look, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, you're gonna make a movie, you're gonna you're gonna tour in the U.S. I know you're big in here, and you're gonna and he's the one who put him on that track when when they were breaking up. He's the one who told him, nah, you gotta you keep up appearances, keep this, keep it commercially successful. Add the orchestra, add this, and he was he. I doubt the Beatles would have been as big without him. You're a Beatles fan. Uh, I am. Yeah. I, 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 I know you're a Rolling Stones. I was never be. I was never able to get into. Like I'm, I, I'm more and of I, a, and I get that. More of a Stones guy. I and guess you had to like pick because it was two so different sounds. Yeah, you got you got like R and B blues. Yeah, and you have you, got, you have so different sounds that that you're a more of a Stones guy. But but here's the right. So this is what this is why I'm I'm bringing that up. So, right, what you bring up with, with, with George Martin and the Beatles and all that stuff. And the Beatles, nothing else really was kind of like that. Well, I mean, there were other there were others that were kind of like that, but they didn't really, you know, they had their own, right? So, like, the monkeys and all that, and they had their... Well, the monkeys came after them that's what to I'm saying. emulate them. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They had, there were others that kind of wanted to, to kind of, you know, yeah. copy that. But they had their own thing, too. Right, right. Right? Um... But the reason why I bring it up is because this conversation kind of started with, um, what's the kid's name? Triple X. Triple X yeah. sensation. Tentacion. 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 Uh, the the French rapper, uh, Tentacion. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And, uh, so it kind of started with that, right? And with, with Eric kind of bringing it up that I guess yeah. he had just listened to the last album for the first time, and it and it and it hit him, yeah. and he was like, "Wow, it's a lot better." But no, so, no. To, to quote him, he said it was the best album he'd ever heard in his life. Okay, so he was being emotional at that moment. Sure, and, I'll give him that. Uh, he was being emotional at that moment. And he was like, "Yo, it's the best, greatest thing in the world." I think that he was being emotional because of low expectations. Like you don't think that kid is going to come out with anything good, right? And he, then when he, he does, comes out with something half decent, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Right? Right? Right, you're you're expecting fucking Takashi. right? You're expecting, you're, you're expecting that, that and brand then all of a sudden something better right. comes out, and you're like, oh wow, right? Like your expectations for him is going to be far less than Jay Z, right? So if or Jay-Z Jay Z Cole put, or, or Jay Cole, and if Jay Cole puts out an album of that caliber, you go, you're going to be like, this that trash. album sucked, but because he put it out, it's oh shit, this is good. It's, this is a, it's good. It's good. This is the argument I have with this generation of urban music. They listen to stuff. Some of the stuff they go, oh, that's half decent. That's okay. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, well, you've been listening to trash for 10 years. So, of course, they have decent stuff. So, it's going to, they have decent stuff is going to sound great. There were albums back then that in songs that never made it out because everybody was like, what is this trash that right now would be smash hits? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because you were like, because the, because the talent was so great back then. The quality is so blurred nowadays that to even have an ounce of talent is more than a lot of big name artists now. Yes. If um if anybody's watched it, you should, I told you about it, you should watch um I don't know if it's a Netflix still, but I'm sure you can get, you know, whatever, Amazon Prime, whatever is like 99 cents for you to rent it, whatever. It's the Stretch and Bobito um documentary. Yeah, yeah, you you that I told you guys about. Yeah. Jay has a lot Jay did an interview with them like in that documentary and he and he said something that was true as shit, which was he goes, man, you know what it is? Is that you guys were the gatekeepers. You guys were the curators. If the shit didn't sound good enough for you, nobody was going to make it through. Yeah. Now, now any, you can post everything now the internet. Now, anyone can record whatever they want, put it up on, on SoundCloud, yeah. and all of a sudden, is great. If you Which didn't is a double-edged sword. If you didn't s- sample anything, you can put it up on iTunes. Yeah. You can put it on, on Spotify. And this is There's an interesting no conversation. I do want to keep going with it because it's true. Think of it. We do a podcast not because anyone said it sound good. It's because we, we wanted to like do it, it and we just did it. And we just did it. Now that there are those of you out there who enjoy it, that's great. But there was nothing that told us, yo, that sounds yeah. like garbage. Yeah. In fact, you know the closest thing we had to a gatekeeper gatekeeper yeah. on this was Lou. Was <laughs> Lou yeah. at the beginning. But it, it's true what yeah, you're saying. The, anyone can could do can it. Take a beat and just put words over it. Hey, it, uh, remixes to songs, you know. Oh, play the instrumental, and rap over it, rap. put it up there, right? And, and say it's a sample. And exactly. so then, so then, so then, would you say that it is who is the revolutionary one that you would credit with this movement, trap music, and this type of hip hop? Would it be Soldier Boy? Because then everybody clowns on him, but then again. No, but he was kind of like the first one that was that made it big commercially. I would say, yeah. I mean, then who the fuck was it? You know what I'm saying? It was a bad revolution. It okay, was, he was the hip hop revolution equivalent of Hitler. But okay, yeah. oh, oh wow, <laughs> oh fuck, oh, wow. But 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 you do. But you no, you're saying? right. It's him, yeah. Because then if you have all these guys coming out, right, the triple X, and then you have the the pumps and the, the pumps and all that, that, and the Takashi's and all that shit, and the little boozies or whatever the fuck, then are you gonna say, oh, it was it was Soldier Boy that had you doing the fucking Whatever the hell, kiss me through the phone or whatever. Well, no, I think Soldier Boy SoundCloud, was the first artist is, we is heard the, get the first big mumble rap. off of off garbage. Off, yeah, but that's that's the mumble rap is is a is a, a not I want to say a transformation. It's the evolution. Yeah, because mumble rap is if we want to be honest, mumble the first rap mumble is, rapper yeah. was probably like Future or something like that. Yes, being but that but that was but, but that's, that's just the evolution. A, yeah. It started off with Soldier Boy getting famous for saying "crank that Superman" or whatever. Exactly, the fuck crank he that did. Soldier Boy. Yeah. Oh, so, you know what it is. Don't yeah. even. <laughs> okay, but the thing is that you back then you're like, all right, so there's no lyrics. This right. is just a party. Yeah. So all we're focusing on is is melody and party. So then, Future might have listened to that and be like, I can fucking mumble shit and then fucking make it. And then also you have the and Migos, then suddenly you have you little have, pumps saying I could just say Gucci. You have little pump. You have Migos. You have all these people. And then yeah. all of a sudden, all right, we're just gonna keep it going. Yeah. And at a certain point, and I've had this conversation before with people that at a certain point, what's even helped that just the this, 
the no lyrics genre at this point is that production quality has gotten so good that yes you could be just learning and make a beat that sounds better than something you would have heard that was professionally produced a couple years back let's yes. say so now you have that's why i think you hear so many like dj intros like oh mike will made it and yeah, yeah, uh, fucking yeah. young metro all yeah. their shit in the beginning it's like we all know why you're here. It's because of the fucking beat I'm putting. You don't care or, what this guy's saying. It's because of the music that I'm making. Well, that but but it, right. So let me get. So you're you're big on and for people that are listening that don't know, you're big on lyrics. Yeah. You're big on lyricists. Yes. And you're big on the the some of the goats, right? The sure. the, the the one who I think is the greatest of all time, which is Eminem. That's kind of like your yeah that's my that, guy. That, that's where you go um so you're you're big on that right lou likes big and you know the i know Pox, he, the J's, he likes the big Nas. i like i like Pac a lot so everybody you know and that's cool yeah so there's gonna be a little bias obviously. so yeah but but here's the thing i've always told people right, and i get heat for this and i've always told people that lyrics don't matter well i think you're right <laughs> you're clearly right? right though i always say lyrics don't matter yeah Things were were nobody was really really paying attention to the shit that Dre was dropping mm-hmm. as much as they were listening to the music behind it. Yes, right. So sure, I'll give you that much. I got you. So I In mean, fact, how biggest, many? The biggest testament to what you're saying that no one cares about lyrics. How many you've? How many of you actually go back to acapella versions of a song? Oh yeah, you sure. know what I'm no, saying. No one knows if, if M drops no. seven minutes of just spitting rhymes, no, I, I'll listen no, to but it. Listen. But I'm not bumping. No, that I got shit. you. No, but I look. I understand that, and and Lou Lou will 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 co-sign this. There are people. There are geniuses in the music industry that they know when to put, let's say, a minor chord right in that lyric that right, is, right that is supposed to make you feel sad because they have that because that, they, they go that ear that, yeah because they go that's sad yeah and that's the key line mm-hmm. in that lyric so we need to make this sound the right way right yeah. it's the same way that you're watching a movie and then they put a scene and they either put a really scary uh track behind you or they put a very funny yeah. one or they put a sad right right so they know how to mix and match but i'm saying like lyrics don't really matter right to me I'd, I'd say I, I, I'd say I, well, even to, even it's flow it's is more me. important. Than yeah, lyrics. it's not to me. I'm just saying it as, say a, as as making it in the music industry. Right. So you have people that like Dre, right? Mm-hmm. So you say he was, and he and I agree, he was revolutionary. Oh, for sure. Um, him being being that revolutionary, um, a lot of artists in the hip hop um, in in the hip hop community, a lot of artists in the in the hip hop genre gravitated towards the because they knew that hey listen music is what's gonna is gonna make it yeah right so you have the outcast of the world that was like yo we need music to make it sound great right and then whoever listens to it great and you go back to some songs and you're like oh wow i never thought he saw that right my argument like you said that your argument nobody goes back to like acapella versions yeah right i my argument is always like yo there's a reason why brazilian music hits here Mm mm-hmm yeah. Right, nobody knows what the fuck they're yeah. saying. But no you, one knows but you, but the words, but it those, sounds great. But it sounds great. It makes you want to fucking go. Right, like well, I think we had a, a conversation the other day at work. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and they were like, oh, oh, and Lou, Lou said, "Oh, well, the song September by Earth, Wind, and Fire is my favorite one because it just makes you want to dance." Or whatever. 
Nobody's listening to what the fuck they're saying. Exactly. It's just that yeah. it makes you want to dance, right? Yeah, because the lyrics at the end of the day is average. <laughs> right. If if that. But the arrangement is, is so fucking good. I'll stand by that comment. I don't give a shit. Exactly. And Roast me in the I comments. Feel, no, no, no. You. And then, <laughs> I feel you. And then, you know, a more modern day example of something like what you're saying would be, you know, the very memeable lift yourself that Kanye did where it's just oh, the yeah, beat. Yeah. It's just the beat. Yeah. And then at the very end, you know, he says what he yeah, says. Yeah, he does the, the, that bullshit. But that song still has a lot of replay just for, even if it's just for the beat. We, and well, the, ever, and everyone and was and saying that sample was fucking no, it's lit. great. No, and like he says, yeah. also the melody, and the, yeah. the which is the flow in hip hop. Exactly. The melody, right? Because you're like, you know, it's catchy. I don't, he's not saying anything, but it's catchy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you take it back, even you could have the most beautiful lyrics. And if you're not saying them the right way, yeah. they're not going to hit those same notes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And you could have mediocre lyrics. But if you're saying them and hitting them in a certain way, mm-hmm. which is something that I'll give you a big discussion in the hip hop community. Kendrick versus J. Cole right. is, is a big thing. And usually the split there is, well, no, J. Cole has that more laid back flow. And Kendrick has that in your fucking face. I'm going to tell you. And it's gonna be confrontational flow, right? Yeah. And th- and that's the thing; they both have great lyrics, but the people who don't like J Cole is because they don't want that laid back flow. I right. there and the, and and that's a and that's, vice versa. That's a little bit of a right. That's that's right. Like my my split between those two because they're both right there, right? They're yeah. They're they're probably one, one, one a, a among one the B. best, yeah. if not the best. Yeah. In the one a one 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 a and one b for me. The split between that for me is the tone. I prefer J. Cole's tone of voice yeah. than Kendrick's. Yeah, the same way that the same way that Jay, Jay's tone cuts through a record. Right. Kanye could be rapping, everybody could be rapping, and Jay gets on it and you're like, that's familiar. That's that yeah. he has a tone. Right? Yeah. Same way that M yeah. on the J record, yeah. when he comes on, you're like, he cuts through the record. Yeah, he, yeah. It's like you hear it and you're like, that's, that's, he takes that's over. Yeah. He takes over. In fact, an interesting parallel for the J. Cole Kendrick conversation and like the difference yeah. in flow is you take what is considered a J. Cole diss track and what you take as a Kendrick diss track. Track. You know, you take something like The Heart 4 and you take 1985 and you see the difference. It's come here, little man. Let me talk. Yeah, with yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's then, a lot. It's a lot. And then more on the heart, it's yeah. like, oh, one, two, three, four, five. I'm the greatest rapper alive, and he's yeah. aggressive. With yeah, he's aggressive. It's aggressive. And that's what I'm saying. So one is in your face, difference. and the other one's more laid back. Yeah, it's, it's more trying to find that nuance. Yeah. yeah, and I get it. It's two different styles, and, and they could and they could do both. Obviously, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. They yeah, could, yeah. and they've both done both. But you could, but you see the parallel, especially right. from project to project. Yeah, you yeah. know. And with, and with Kendrick, if Kendrick was to drop a subliminal this, you won't pick it up because you're so used to the in your face. Yes. Right. So with that, with all that said, right. so what my compare my analogy to that when I tell people about mm-hmm. lyrics, right, is God, you'll find it funny. I go, it's it's like when you meet a girl, right? Like her looks are the music. Right. If she has a great personality. Those are the lyrics. Yeah, those and, and you're like, a, oh, and that's, that's a fucking plus. great. And you're like, that's fucking great. But, but you're willing to put up with a bad personality. But the lyrics, the looks are there. The lyrics right. didn't make you go across the street because yeah. you haven't heard them yet. Right. Gotcha. Oh, I like that. You dig what I'm saying? I like that. What made you cross the street was the music. What made you cross the street was the looks. Mm, yeah. So that's kind of like what how I explain to people. Uh, with that, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, as always, links to the podcast found down below. Uh, see you next time.
Peace.